is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. All you have to do is dial in toll-free. The number is 855-450-FREE. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. 1-855-450-3733. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. And as usual, with you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. All right. So uh, we will, of course, take your calls about anything that you want to discuss But in the news this week, besides the rest of the election politician side of things, uh, there was the initiatives side of the election, which I think is more interesting because it uh, has a direct effect on what actually can change somebody's lives. Whether you're elect a Republican versus a Democrat usually doesn't affect much of anything. Uh, Government keeps getting bigger, more intrusive, more oppressive, whether you choose candidate uh, A or candidate B. But in the case of a, uh, you know, an, a ballot initiative or a proposed constitutional amendment, these are things that can actually significantly change in some ways the way government operates, at least in this case, in the cases of Washington and Colorado regarding medical, excuse me, not medical, but full-on legalization of marijuana. Right. I mean, these aren't just medical cases here. These are uh, small possession of marijuana is uh, legal in Washington and, and Colorado now, apparently. Well, it's going to take some time, apparently, for kind of the ball to get rolling on this. And and one of our – there was, a, I guess, a statement that some sort of political portion of this was going to take a year to figure out. Uh, we'll get into exactly what the Washington state uh, details are because the devil is indeed in the details. It's not as Absolutely. it's not as bright of a future as some people might want to uh, to consider it once you start to learn more about what actually passed there in Washington – and we're just going to focus on Washington uh, here tonight. I've got some useful pieces. One of them contradicts what we said earlier this week. I just figured the cops were going to arrest their way right up until the the absolute deadline here, and maybe so who's even, we? I didn't say this. I I said I just. Uh, I, you know, I don't know what you said, but that's what I thought. Seeing as how that's what they did in California, the police after Proposition Two Fifteen was passed continued to crack down on marijuana possession. In uh, you know, despite the fact that there were you know a lot of people in California that voted to change the the status there, and that it had been made legal for medicinal purposes, but it didn't matter to some of those police departments. They just wanted to go ahead and keep making arrests anyway, and it took a number of years to finally move past that point. So even after it was changed, they continued to crack down in a lot of ways. That's changed now in California, but it took a decade. And so I figured they would continue in in the arresting mode as long as they possibly could. But according to a couple different uh, pieces here, there's one out of the dailychronic.net, Washington legalization effects already felt as police ignore marijuana. According to Seattle police, expect no enforcement for possession. Although Washington State's successful marijuana legalization measure I-502 won't take effect until December 6th, police in Seattle are already treating cannabis as legal. Seattle Police Spokesperson says, for us, the law has changed. What you can expect is no enforcement on possession. That's a reasonable expectation. Meanwhile, local prosecutors are saying they will not charge marijuana possession cases beginning on December 6th when possession of marijuana by adults becomes legal. But in another news story from uh, CairoTV.com in the Seattle area, they're saying that prosecutors in King and Pierce counties are already announcing 
they're dropping pending cases of marijuana possession after state voters legalized the drug in Tuesday's election. So what's the point in tra- in going on with a uh, a case when you know voters have legalized it? It just doesn't because it isn't legal yet. It doesn't start until December sixth, and sure, they could but, I mean, in theory continue, continue. You could just continue your case, but it would still be illegal because you possessed it prior to this date. Right. The the point is to the, what I thought they were going to do is keep going with this because it's about making money. It's about cashing in. But in this case, they're going to drop apparently 175 misdemeanor cases. Yeah, the last so good person, for them. The last person to be killed um, in World War One happened after the 11th hour and the 11th day and whatever uh, that was, 11th month. It happened afterwards. Is he any less dead? I mean, you know, it's just deadlines don't really make any sense in this this case. The voters in this state didn't want uh, marijuana, and it would be ridiculous for the prosecutor's office to uh, continue. And I applaud them. Would you? Well, I mean, I think they made the right choice in this case, but. But uh, would you have been surprised had they continued to arrest people? I would be outraged and maybe not surprised. So uh, last Friday afternoon, the King County Sheriff's Office deputies were ordered to no longer arrest or charge people caught with one ounce or less of marijuana. So that all sounds pretty good, right? I mean, right up on its front yeah, there, sure. they're going to stop prosecuting. In fact, not only are they stopping fresh prosecutions, they're going to stop everything that's pending as well. And I wonder what this will mean for the people who are in jail for marijuana. Will they be able to somehow appeal now that they're sitting in a, in a cage and maybe they were convicted you know, six months ago when it was still illegal? Does the legal status of it now, is that going to somehow affect them? How many people are sitting in jail six months for simple possession of a small amount of marijuana? I mean, Depends. I mean, there's sometimes there's a, like a three strikes law. Could be. I mean, it's... I. I would think that that's a really small number of people at that point. I hope that they can, you know, get out. But usually people in possession of marijuana aren't spending a lot lot of time in prison, mostly uh, because prosecutors and police know that these folks are not dangerous. They just want to squeeze them for some more money. So they'll get a big old hefty fine. Locally, it's $420 because that's that's funny. And um, but, you know, they squeeze them for some money and send them on their way. So here's what no one's telling you about Washington's marijuana legalization, according to Examiner.com. It talks about how they made some history this month by being the first state along with Colorado to legalize recreational use of marijuana for adults 21 and over. And the web is flooded with celebration and images of foggy Seattle streets portrayed as (laughs) some sort of marijuana Valhalla. But the real fog seems to be surrounding what Washington's legalization actually entails. First, don't light up just yet. The initiative doesn't take effect until December 6th. Even then, marijuana cannot be legally purchased until the state chooses who can legally produce and sell it, a process that could take up to a year, and your neighborhood pot dealer will unlikely be chosen. Mm, I would agree with that. Users will only be permitted to possess up to one ounce of dried marijuana, and possessing just 50% more than the legal amount will land you with a felony charge that holds a jail sentence of up to five years in prison. I guess you don't carry more than an ounce, huh? I guess. Don't expect to be smoking anywhere other than a private residence either, because smoking in public is still illegal. How illegal? Uh, It's not clear. Okay. In fact, a Manette resident... Drinking in public is illegal. In a lot of places, and it shouldn't be. I People should be you. able to drink whatever they want to drink. You know, it's, it's the things that come from being too drunk that are the problem in People public. People should be right? responsible for their actions yeah. in all circumstances. I don't care how inebriated they are right. or what, what does it matter if What does it matter if the guy went into the bar and got drunk 
and then went out and peed on the side of a building versus got drunk in the park and then went and peed on the side of someone's building. I mean, it's the behavior of drunks that's the problem, not the location at which they decided to consume their alcohol. But anyway... Uh, so uh, it doesn't, it's not made clear here whether it's going to be a felony for you to smoke in public. I imagine it's probably just a misdemeanor or a city violation. And in fact, a Manette resident has already been arrested after police were called to a local park where the man said that after Tuesday's election, pot is legal. He said, we saw it on the news. He told the officer. What else do you need to know? Right. Right. Well, because who the hell reads the law? I mean, Who who, who really takes the time to read laws? Growing, possessing. I don't see what the purpose of uh, arresting this individual was. <laughs> uh, it's money, man. It's illegal to smoke pot in public still in Washington. Yes, but so that's, they're not, going to that's crack not the job down. of a peace officer. The job of a peace officer is to create more peace. You say, no, I'm you sorry. You must not be living in the same society in which I'm living because here they're called law enforcement no, I officers. I asked you what the point was. And you said uh, making money, and I'm pointing out that making money isn't the job of a peace officer. That's right. We don't have those. Making money is the job of an armed revenue agent. That's what we have. They're called law enforcement officers. They don't call themselves peace peace officers. Maybe once upon a time. Now and then you can get them to say that, but uh, generally they're considered law enforcement because they're supposed to blindly enforce whatever laws that they're tasked with enforcing. That's not true. Which, of course, they don't actually do, but that's in theory what a law enforcement officer is supposed to do. And I don't like the idea of law enforcement officers. I think we should have peace officers. And nobody is being disturbed by someone walking down the street enjoying a smoke or sitting out in front of a business or in the park uh, enjoying a smoke. What do you think about it, though? 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. If If you were in a state where they legalized marijuana, would it be offensive to you to see somebody smoking a joint in public? 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can also bring up what you want more about the dirty details here in moments. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest Liberty Forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves toll-free at 855-450-FREE. You can bring up anything that you want. We are talking about marijuana uh, legalization, which is different from decriminalization. And I got into another discussion about the differences between uh, those words. And I still still prefer to say that decriminalization is my preference, but full decriminalization – uh, some say that legalization simply means to make legal in that you don't create regulatory structure around it, that that would be legalization and regulation. But every legalization proposal I've ever seen is a regulatory proposal, as in, to me, to legalize something means to make legal. And in order to make something legal, you create a legal framework or a legal structure, rules, regulations, that sort of thing around it. And uh, we'll continue and talk about the the real downside of legalization here in a moment. 855-450-FREE, that's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Unfortunately, in most places, uh, cannabis is still illegal, 
And so that means that maybe you probably are dealing with a cannabis charge or might possibly in the future deal with uh, criminal charges for having a plant in your pocket. In which case, if you're like me, you really can't afford to spend thousands of dollars on an attorney. So you can do it yourself. That's true. There's a course out there that makes it makes it easy to be able to defend yourself in court. And uh, the 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 writer, uh, the the creator of this course, uh, is a doctor in jurisprudence or whatever the terminology is. He says that actually there's stuff in the course that regular attorneys don't know. Um, and I think that that's uh, all very interesting. I'm going to be taking the course again. Um, probably going to do it this weekend, maybe maybe a little, uh, maybe next weekend. But if you've uh, ever had to take a complaint to trial and you didn't want to spend the money on an attorney, howtowinincourt.com is the solution. It's a course for people who don't have an attorney, teaches you the court's rules, and until you know those rules, you're fighting in the dark. You can't go in there after watching a season of Law & Order and figure it out. Yeah. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts. As a matter of fact, it works in courts, any court based on the English common law system, which is all over the world. And this is um, the new and improved jurisdictionary course, How to Win in Court.com. It's written so that the average eighth grader could learn it in a weekend. Their brand new website has all kinds of free tools. Go there, use the free tools, buy the course. Costs less than an hour with any good attorney. How to Win in Court.com. So it's going to take at least another year for the Washington state government to figure out who's going to be allowed to sell marijuana under their new legalization scheme. In addition to that, it's still illegal to possess more than an ounce. In fact, if you've got an ounce and a half, you've got a felony charge on your hands. And then if you uh, possess it in public, uh, meaning if you smoke it in public, you could be arrested for that as well. But we don't know for what, and because you could be arrested for drinking in public, too. An arrest is an arrest, man. It ruins people's lives. So I don't think it matters very much whether it's a misdemeanor or a felony to most people. Most people don't want to go to jail. Agreed. Most people don't want to have their you know their freedom taken from them. Well, look, a speeding ticket is an arrest. A a violation is yeah, but most people don't consider that an arrest. They generally consider being handcuffed and taken down to a police station. I will agree with you on that. So we Uh, don't know the specifics there. So growing, processing, and selling will be controlled by the Washington State Liquor Control Board. This is according to Examiner.com. With a 25% tax at each level. So growing, 25% tax. Processing, 25% tax. Selling, 25% tax. So that's a lot of tax in there. The, it's a lot of tax, but I, I still bet you it's a less than – because it, it doesn't take that much to grow marijuana. It's not that hard. And once the agri- agribusiness gets behind it, you're, they're going to be you – know, it's, it's an easy crop to grow. What is whether it's easy to grow or not have anything to do with whether Cost. it's okay to have 75% taxes on the Cost. Thing? That's the point is it's going to be, you know, I mean, it's easier to grow than corn, man. And corn doesn't cost mm-hmm. much an ear. Yeah. So you can go to the store and buy an ear of corn what for 44 cents I really don't pound. understand your point. They're going to be restricting the amount of people who can grow and sell this product, Mark. So it's going to be a controlled, restricted marketplace. So the cost isn't going to be uh, limited by market competition. There won't be free market competition on this. Agreed. There's never there's there's not free market competition on anything right now. Well, there's some markets where there's very little regulation uh, that uh, you know it's it's close to free. I mean, computer parts are there's some FCC compliance checks and that sort of thing, but there's no overarching and, computer parts or computer software regulatory agency. And people are going to be able to compete against uh, the the growers in this case if that's what you want to do. If their prices are too high, you can grow this stuff yourself. Um, and the possession of it. Whoa! Have you read their law yet? 
I'm not saying it's legally. In, oh, so you're saying grow it illegally. They're growing well, it already. The average person cannot do that. There's going to be competition from the black market, which is going to drive will, down the price. But not that much. Not that much. It hasn't really driven it down that much in California. There's a lot of weed in this country, and if you can truck it on into uh, Washington, D.C. and That'd be crossing state borders, make it uh, quite illegal to do that. It's illegal already, Ian. Right, but you're making it sound like the average person is just going to start growing marijuana. This is going to drive down the price of marijuana. It might slightly bring the price down. It's not what we've seen in in California at all. Let's continue, though, with uh, Rudy listening in Texas to XM's Extreme Talk. Hello, Rudy. Hey, how we doing? Hey, Good I man. Have a comment and a, a comment and a question. Yes, sir. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with legalizing it. Matter of fact, I think that they should. That way, uh, they can tax it. You said something like about a twenty-five percent, whatever. So I was thinking more like fifty percent. Oh, it's twenty-five percent at each level. They're going to tax the growers twenty-five percent, the processors twenty-five percent, and the sellers twenty-five percent. Yeah, um, well, that's good. I mean, at least because if you could take that that tax money. And pay off all the bills that the state has, and, you know, then the government, I guess, is going to come in, and, you know, Uncle Sam's always takes this cut. Well, but, let me ask you this, you know, Rudy. Uh, um, is you, They probably said this uh, about alcohol legalization and what, the 30s or whatever, when they brought it back. Have they? Yeah, ev- has the government ever paid off its all of its debts or any, <laughs> any portion of its debts? I mean, right? really, I mean, the government's <laughs> like a, a crack a addict yeah. when it comes to money, and you don't give money yeah. to crack addicts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, see, uh, I guess smoking it, it really does. You can only smoke so much and get so high. Mm-hmm. On alcohol, you know, you could drink and drink, and then you're going to get sick. I mean, you're going to get uh, alcohol poisoning. Uh, yeah, you'll die if you have you too know. much. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, and my my question is, uh, 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 man man made booze, alcohol. God made grass. Who do, who do you trust? Thanks for the call, Rudy. I appreciate hearing from you. you. (laughs) 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You know, that question, though, isn't really fair. I mean, God also made rotting fruit, right? I mean, if you want to say God made marijuana, but man made alcohol, I mean, God made the fermentation process, did he not? I mean, if you want to come at it from that perspective. It's a fun statement, um, and I like it for for that reason. But, um, you know, I mean, we just had a guy post on our Facebook page the uh, THC, which is the active ingredient in marijuana, one of the active ingredients in marijuana Mm -hmm. that gets you high, is um, in an insecticide, uh, natural insecticide. So who would want to consume insecticide? So, I mean, you know. Because everything that hurts an insect is going to hurt you, right? God made poison. Poison too. That mean that doesn't make it good for you. Um, so I mean, I, I it's obviously not a logically consistent statement, but it's fun. Yeah, it is fun. So there's going to be taxes, lots of taxes. They're going to put the liquor control board in charge of it, and ordinary citizens. That's you, buddy. You won't be permitted to grow marijuana either. Only the state-approved growers will be allowed to do this. How they will decide who those people will be. Remains to be seen. They haven't figured that out yet. That's going to take them probably, uh, they're saying at most a year, but this is government we're talking about. So if it doesn't take them a year, if they're not done in a year, it's going to take them longer. 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. Your thoughts are welcome. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press 
the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want here. Live Saturday edition of the program, 855-450-FREE. You don't have to talk about cannabis legalization and the messy legal process that is surrounding it in Washington state as we're getting into the nasty details of exactly what their legalization program entails. We'll continue that here in a moment. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number, and you can join us online at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have there, including listening options. We've got live streams, broadband, midband, and narrowband versions of the show are there. You can listen in anytime you want. You can hear the latest episode of Free Talk Live around the clock, 24-7, all free at listen.freetalklive.com. Plus, get a list of our over 100 great radio stations that air the show at various times throughout the week on AM and FM across the country. Our satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio, where we're heard throughout the week, and our free-to-air KU band channel. There's also our webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance. Go get the details. Get tuned in at listen.freetalklive.com. If you don't know what a Bitcoin is... You should, because I, I predict that this is going to be, going to be the most important uh, invention of this decade. It's it's an extraordinarily important thing. Moments before we went on the air, I was uh, tooling around with my KU band free to air satellite receiver in here and checking the RT channel. They w- they actually had somebody on. I think it was from Argentina where Bitcoin is helping people get around government uh, controls on currency. Mm. Uh, and they were talking about how Bitcoin is you know, basically helping people completely sidestep the entire monetary system and controls, con- control system that the government has put into place. Governments That's around- revolutionary. Yeah, <laughs> it is revolutionary. It's absolutely revolutionary. Bitcoin is the single most revolutionary thing to happen to the world. They talked about the Twitter revolution. The Twitter revolution is going to look like nothing compared to the Bitcoin revolution. And the Bitcoin revolution is going to roll on and on, uh, freeing people around the world. You know, there's different places where they need more freedom than others. But in places, you know, places where they have a great deal of despotism and control in their economy, Bitcoin can be very helpful. Here in the United States, certainly we have more freedom in our economy. But say you want to play blackjack online. You can't do that legally. Well, you can with Bitcoins because they're not even considered money by the United States government. So if you want to get your Bitcoins, go to uh, bitinstant.com. If you need to find out what a Bitcoin is, start your search at weusecoins.org. But when you're ready to buy, and you should buy soon because they're, you know, they're, they're, they're poised to move upward – BitInstant.com is the fastest, safest, um, most trusted place to do it. BitInstant.com. Let's continue here, and we'll give you more about the details on exactly what's happening with marijuana legalization. How is it going to work in Washington state? And maybe it'll just barely work because it sounds like there's going to be a lot of state control involved in this. But first, let's continue. You may bring up what's on your mind. Listening to WCK in Flint, Michigan, it's Eric. Eric, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Hey, what's Great on? to be with you tonight. Thank you. Thanks for being there. Uh, I'm attempting to establish a grassroots uh, freedom liberty group uh, with you folks as the inspiration uh, down here. And uh, 
there's a growing awareness of a government tyranny. And, uh, I mean, in this locale, uh, they, uh, you know, they fluoridate the water, and uh, it's now rather well uh, proved that fluoride, water fluoride, although that's not what I call it. You know, I uh, I get the concerns about the fluoride. I, I understand that some people believe certain things about it, but to me it seems to be one of the least important issues uh, of our time. But I don't like the yeah. idea of them adding anything to water that yeah. people don't necessarily want. Hey, thank you. And, you know, the, the, the damning data is there to prove that it's a, a totally toxic substance. Um, Anyway, uh, equally, Environmental Council on Local Environmental Issues is why I called. Uh, there's a gal that I heard interviewed. I can't recall her name. She does have a website. I hope you, you fellows will check it out. Stopthecrime.net. Stopthecrime.net. In the interview, she disclosed the fact that uh, she calls Ickley, uh International Criminal Law Eliminating Independence. Um, and she cited that cell phone towers have literally been weaponized with the capability to generate uh, really deleterious frequencies that can induce, uh, you know, like... Um, Cardiac failure, cancers. Uh, Sounds pretty r- uh, ridiculous. Where did you hear that claim? That this woman, uh, she she actually where? cited NASA documents. Where where was this? Where did you hear this? Okay, I heard. Well, I'm not going to say well, unless you want me to say. I, I'm wanting to know where you heard the the claims made. Well, uh, well, it was in an interview on a program that's carried by a local. Believe it or not, uh, one of these uh, you know bizarre evangelical religious stations here locally. Mm-hmm. Uh, the program's called Radio Liberty. It was, uh, uh, okay, okay, yeah. So it's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy program, and you can hear people make all kinds of uh, claims about all manner of different mind control tech- techniques. Some are, some are better, some are worse at making the claims. You know, here's what I would do if I were you. I wouldn't worry uh, about it and focus more on things that you can control in your life. If they're going to zap you from a cell phone tower, they're going to zap you from a cell phone tower. You could always get a tinfoil hat and uh, put that on, walk around town and see how that goes. Maybe people will take you yeah. more seriously. Uh, yeah, you're right, guys. And you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a disabled vet, and... Um, I'm I'm rounding up people. Well, not I mean, figuratively, I'm going door to door when mm-hmm. I can uh, to get down to the county council. Believe it or not, they meet at nine o'clock Wednesday mornings. How's how's that for citizen convenient. Uh, involvement opportunity? Right? Yeah. Well, they don't want to meet at times when people can actually attend at working people. They only want to. In uh, my town, they attend. They they meet at seven o'clock at night. Nobody shows. Very few people show up yeah, unless they're being threatened um, by you know some kind of zoning thing. They don't show up. Hey, Eric, thanks for the call, man. Good luck with your projects out there. Yeah. I thank you for the call. I appreciate hearing from you at eight five five four fifty free. I don't believe the claim that cell phone towers are weaponized and uh, will create 
maladies in people's bodies. I think that's pretty that's pretty ridiculous. I don't think that uh, the people operating those towers would want to be a part of anything like that. There are well, engineers who work on those towers who have families, and uh, their families would be subject to that radiation too. So I find that pretty ridiculous. You know, there's certainly technologies out there that would scare the pants off of anybody listening to this show right now if they knew about them. I'm certain that that's true. However, uh, there are also people who are mentally ill in this world. And of, of uh, you know, I mean, I've, I used to work at a gym as a personal trainer, and there was this lady that would come in and would talk about the helicopters following her. And we just thought she was hmm. nuts. But if you find one of these people, I mean, there's thousands, tens of thousands of them walking around the United States that's good at telling their story, and you put them on the radio. Then you don't have a paranoid schizophrenic any longer. You've got an expert. Well, you can always put doctor in front of your name, and, uh, and then <laughs> everybody will take it? you seriously. So 855-450-FREE. Let's continue with you and your thoughts. We'll go to Shane. He's on the road listening to XM's Extreme Talk in Indiana. Hey, Shane. What's going on tonight? What's on your mind? Uh, I just want to start off by saying we miss you guys on uh, on XM during the week, that first hour of the show. I, uh, I really wish XM would pick you back up but uh, uh, i appreciate i appreciate that and what we've had our situation with xm is is let me lay it out for you real briefly we're flexible as a radio show we don't have this ironclad corporate contract like most talk radio shows do we try to so, make it easy for our program directors right so when it comes time for them where they had to in this case they took on a new show on a different channel they had to make room for that show and we got the cut uh we've been cut before on xm and we've been restored so we had three hours they cut us to two we were restored to three and now they've cut us back to two during the week so I would expect that eventually we'll probably be put back to three hours. And it certainly doesn't hurt to contact uh, XM and let them know, or Sirius XM, and let them know how you feel and that you would like to hear Free Talk Live uh, all three hours per night during the week. And I don't know, I think you were calling for another reason, so if so, hang on, Shane. We'll get you back uh, Get you back here in a moment. 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number. And same thing with uh, local radio stations. If you're not hearing all 21 hours of Free Talk Live every single week live, because we're live every night of the week, all seven nights, then just call real nicely and ask for it. It doesn't hurt. Give, you know, compliment them, tell them thanks for airing Free Talk Live, and ask for some more. More coming up. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. It's my firm belief that Free Talk Live's AMP program is the best use of your charitable dollar among liberty-oriented organizations. Support all the organizations you love. But make sure you give five bucks a month to AMP at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything you want, toll-free, 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have there. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, tis the season to do some shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. Now, you can shop anytime you want at shop.freetalklive.com. There are links there 
to Amazon's uh, in different parts of the world, Amazon UK, Amazon Canada, Amazon US. You click into the right Amazon for you, and then you just begin your regular Amazon shopping experience. Get whatever it is you're looking for at great Amazon prices, free super saver shipping on a whole lot of their brand new items, and the huge selection that you're used to with all the reviews. It's all the same Amazon. You're just entering through our affiliate portal. Therefore, Amazon does not keep 100% of their profits. They send some of it to Free Talk Live. So really, it's a great way for you to get the stuff you're looking for and maybe get some gifts from your, for your loved ones and help Free Talk Live all at the same time. Takes an extra moment. Yeah, go to shop.freetalklive.com. So we go back to Shane. He's on the road in Indiana. Shane, what was on your mind tonight? Well, I thought uh talk about the Fed's involvement in the, the whole marijuana legalization, but real quick, I just wanted to, you know, tell how, if it's okay, how Free Talk Live has kind of helped, you know, shape some of my thoughts, maybe tried to help me kind of uh, bring the ideas of liberty to, you know, uh, I'm I'm a religious man, uh, uh, I got, I'm involved in a Pentecostal church, which is, uh, I don't know, I've heard you guys say some negative stuff on the show about it, but I, it's given me the opportunity to talk to some people involved in in my religion, you know, about issues such as, you know, legalization or decriminalization of, of drugs. And, mm-hmm. you know, whereas they wouldn't necessarily agree that, you know, drugs are good for us. You, you may not I, I mean, they wouldn't. you know, smoking crack is obviously not good or healthy for an individual. But they can, you know, I've, I've kind of had opened some doors for people to kind of see, you know, we shouldn't be locking people in cages, you know, for, for, for putting a substance in their body. You know, awesome. I would ask him, who would Jesus cage? Well, that's the, that's the thing, you know, and obviously I'm, uh, all the ideas that uh, you guys promote, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not, they're not going to see how to own, but, you know, if you can just open up uh, somebody's mind on one issue, you know, I think, you know, dialogue sometimes, you know, gets people to thinking, you know, maybe down the road they'll look at, you know, some other issues. Whatnot. I agree with but, you. Uh, I mean, you can't convert somebody to pure, you know, to pure liberty in one session. It, it takes time. People have to uh, be exposed over multiple uh, instances, usually by multiple people, before they really start to take uh, new ideas like this seriously. I also like to point out that Free Talk Live does not have a monopoly on truth. Uh, Ian and I do not claim to be the uh, the holders of all truth out there. So, you know, I, I mean, was wrong earlier this week when I said that uh, I thought the crackdown was going to continue on marijuana in Washington. Right, Apparently so not. You've got, you know, um, just because I had a bad experience at a Pentecostal church, please don't think that that means we think you're a bad person. Very good. I never, I never think that. My whole thing is just, you know, when I when I talk to people about it, obviously, you know, uh, we're not really a mainstream uh, Christian religion. So um, my thing is, you know, when you I try to tell people when I talk to people at church, you know, when you start taking away rights from this group or that group, you know, you're all of a sudden uh, making it okay. You're opening a door that on down the road, you know. You're, you're opening a door that someday you're not going to be able to shut, you know? Yeah, well, someday they could turn around, somebody else could get in charge, and then they could restrict you and regulate something you like to do, whatever that might end up being. Right. Hey, is the Pentecostal, is that the group that does the speaking in tongues? Yeah. Yes, it I'm is. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. That's some funny stuff, don't you think? I mean, well, come on, is that is that funny or what? Well, I mean, I, I heard you talk about it before. I've called the shows a couple times, and... uh I was raised Baptist. I'm, I'm not raised. I'm, I wasn't raised this way, and uh, you know, I, I must admit, without trying to, you know, convert everybody on there, that's not my intent with with the phone call. But uh, you know, um, uh, it, you know, 
if we wanted to go down through a Bible discussion, I could try to tell you where it comes from. Do, does everybody uh, do it? Is it like something that everyone in the church does, or only the people that are moved yeah, to? We believe, without you know, trying to open the door for you guys to just beat me over the head and make fun of me about it, um, we believe that you know, when a person is filled with the Holy Ghost, they will speak in other tongues. Uh, like you can read about in the book of Acts. The tongues of men and angels. But is it, it only happens at certain times, right? It's not like everybody just decides to speak in tongues at one point during the uh, the worship service. It's no, just... No, this, this is the thing that I have, I have issue with. You know, you have a lot of... Uh, lot, the Pentecostal uh, church has a lot of people that um, really push and give us a bad name. You know, uh, a lot of stuff that we might not necessarily... Uh, uh, Agree with you know like a lot of prophecy putting out just a lot what of what we would consider, prophecy. You know, oh prophecy you know saying you know this is going to happen and it doesn't come to pass or you know yeah uh, it does make like, you look bad I, when I come people to a pretty um, small sect you know we don't uh, you know when you know we don't believe in TV I mean there's a lot of you hey know, that's not a bad thing Shane thanks for the call know. man I, I appreciate hearing from you and I appreciate the perspective eight five five four fifty free that's the SACL CAI toll free line. So when I was going to the Pentecostal church, um, when was this? When I was in prison, you know, the Pentecostal preachers oh. would come there, and okay. you know, it was very convincing to me. Um, of course, you know, you'll they believe, sold John, huh? You'll believe on, you'll believe in anything when your life's in danger and is all you really want to do is get out of prison. Mm. But um, they they the, the talk was that uh, it wasn't just tongues of angels, but this this is what the uh, um, speaking in tongues is. Is uh, you know that their idea is it isn't gibberish; it's speaking um, you know speaking in the tongues of angels yeah i would contend that in fact what it is is a form of meditation and that's what <laughs> no I, I absolutely believe it they've uh, they've taken they've looked at chanting with gregorian monks uh-huh. and found uh what alpha waves in the brain um, are affected by and they've it. looked at that in uh, speaking in tongues as well I, I you know i don't spend a lot of time researching speaking in tongues on the internet but i would contend, it just sounds silly to me <laughs> well fine it, it looks silly when you look at it on the tv and you see other people yes doing it does it. but that, that doesn't mean that it doesn't have some kind of you know spiritual for all I know, they're speaking the language of angels. I don't know, man. But I'm not going to. What the contention is is that also that sometimes God will give you the power to speak in the tongues of men, and therefore the ability to speak, say, languages you'd never learned or yeah. don't know anything mm-hmm. about. Now, this is interesting. In the age of video, um, you know, when when are we going to see? This person who has been, you know, God has imbued with the ability to speak in the tongues. Well, of wasn't there somebody others. who? When, when are we going to be able to see them? You know, do this. I'm I'm sure I'm misremembering something here, but I could swear that there was news about somebody who had gotten some kind of concussion, had woken up, and then was speaking another language. Wow. That's exciting. I, that's that's all the, you know, that's the generic information <laughs> I have for you. I, I, I heard about a dog that could it, pilot an airplane. Right. You know, it could have been a dream. It could have been, but I'm pretty sure we talked about that on, on Free Talk Live. You know, it's been a decade of doing this show, so it's kind of hard to remember it all. Let's continue, though. Go to you and your thoughts. Let's talk to Robert, listening in Vermont. You're on Free Talk Live, Robert. Yeah, hey, you, you were talking the other night about, uh, the, you know, the... Uh, legalization of marijuana in Colorado and, and, you know, what kind of effects it'll have with our, with our own federal government, you know, kind of like what's going on down in California, you know, and uh, I don't know. It just seems to me that if the state legalizes it, that, that, you know, they should be the ones to have the last word and, you know, uh, uncle Sam should just stay right out of it. 
Well, I get I get where you're coming from there. Yeah, keep well, keep the feds out, but I don't think the state should be in charge either. So here's what the evidence to, to that statement is. At one point, they wanted to make alcohol illegal, and they knew that they needed a constitutional amendment to do it. So, to me... What that says is, is if you want to make marijuana illegal from a federal level, then you need a constitutional amendment to get that done. Well, good question, Mark, or good good observation, because the the big question right now is what will the federal government do? There's the the, the possibility that there's a looming possibility that there will be some sort of lawsuit filed uh, to have the Supreme Court decide whether or not the federal government laws on marijuana override that of the states. I'd be so, interested to know what the Supreme Court would say, but I don't well, by the, any the, means the, consider the them thing to be. That concern, the thing that concerns me is that uh, – you know, I mean, I'm over here in Vermont. I, I've got my medical marijuana card. Nice. And it, 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 it's, you know, I mean, there's no dispensaries here yet, but they're, they are working on How it. How many but, years has that been? Uh, what, since it's been legalized? Yeah. I, mean, I don't think it's been that long. Maybe maybe a couple of years. Couple I could years. be wrong. Okay. So they're still still but hammering I mean, out they, the they, details they, they, on, hmm, how are we going to figure out who can uh, yeah. sell this stuff? And you can tell they're staying up nights in Montpelier burning the midnight oil trying yeah. to figure out how to get people their yeah. medicine. So, <laughs> so well, you, pr- you pretty much uh, still have to buy on the black market then? Yeah, pretty much. I've got to tell you, it was really simple to get this set up. I mean, you just you call them and, you know, you get three sets of forms, one for yourself, one for your doctor. And you know, fill them out and just send them back in, and they send you a card. In thirty days, they send you a card. Is there a fee? Do you have to send a fee? I have to pay fifty dollars a year. Fifty bucks a year, and if you get pulled over, how much can you have on you at any given time? I can have up to two ounces. Sweet, Robert. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate hearing from you. He's a good night, good guy to know <laughs> in uh, Vermont. Eight five five four fifty three. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Bring up whatever's on your mind and take control of the airwaves here. There's more, by the way. We haven't gotten to all the gritty details about the Washington legalization scheme for cannabis. 855-453. You can also bring up whatever you want. It's Free Talk Live. Hour 2 is next. A science fiction comic adventure from Big Head Press. Quantum Vibe. It's year 2523. There are colonies on Venus, Mars, and Mercury. People travel in bubbles, fly at hyperspeed, with brain implants and artificial gravity. A scientific genius and his clever assistant set out on an adventure through the solar system on a secret mission to find the key to access new frontiers and save liberty. Quantum five. There's a robot girl and zany creatures made with genetically engineered features and corporate villains crazy. Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of this live Saturday edition of the program. The toll-free number, 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. With you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And we've been talking about the details behind the Washington marijuana legalization, which made 
headlines, and for good reason today, uh, this week, the uh, Colorado and Washington voters both voted in favor of marijuana legalization, meaning that it will be legal in Washington, at least, to possess less than an ounce. I'm not sure what the limit is in Colorado. Uh, less than an ounce. If you go higher than an ounce, however, then you get into some dangerous territory. In fact, if you go to an ounce and a half, you're looking at a felony charge if they catch you with that. So it's not all, you know, it's not all good news coming out of Washington. The, the headlines are great. The news in general is good. Ending some level of prohibition, not arresting pe- people for having less than an ounce of pot, that's a great step in the right direction, no doubt about it. I just, it's just unfortunate yeah. how slow and how arduous of a process this has to be and how they've made it even more difficult on folks by creating a regulatory scheme surrounding marijuana instead of just making it legal and or decriminalized completely where we could just have the market handle it. No, the state can't let go of control, so they're going to have the liquor control board handling this. It'll be taxed 25% at three different levels of production, growing, processing, and selling. It'll be a 25% tax at each level, so 25, 25, and 20 and then there's also going to be a 10% sales tax on top of that because there's another sales tax. Uh, there's an, there is a sales tax in Washington State. Interesting um, that, you know, I, what I don't understand about this is if uh, if they're going to grow it and sell it and distribute it, somebody's going to have to possess more than 16 ounces of marijuana at a given time. So right. therefore, what doesn't make any sense at all to me is that um, it's legal to, in now in Washington state to possess 15 ounces of marijuana, but it's a felony to possess 24 ounces of marijuana. Wait, I'm sorry, what? 15 ounces? No, it's less than an ounce. You can have an ounce oh, or less. I'm sorry, I've got, I've got it wrong. So 20, uh, 27 grams, is yeah, that right? Yeah, right, right around so 28 grams. 27 grams is legal, yep. but uh, 40 grams, maybe 45 grams felony. is a felony. Yeah. That just doesn't make any sense. Well, that's how the law is, Mark. It doesn't have to make sense. Somebody made it up. And so we're going to give you more details here on what's going on in a moment, but let's go first to you and your thoughts. Dr. Jones, on the line in North Carolina, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hi. I wrote my dissertation on the drug war, and I compared the U.S. policies with the Netherlands. So the Netherlands, they have a similar system to what you're talking about in Washington State. Dr. Jones, can you talk right into your phone? I'm sorry. I think we just got bad levels. Go ahead. Yeah, go right ahead. Okay, so in the Netherlands, you can uh, the producers or the whole the retailers cannot have more than five hundred grams, so basically a, a pound. Right. But of course, they have to get keep stock and get supplied all the time. So right, people have bicycles the, bringing them a pound of marijuana all the time. Yeah, and in the Netherlands, the government does bust the big grow operations. Now, similarly, with what's going to happen in Washington and Colorado, I was just looking online. There's a report from a watchdog organization. And they were noting the drug seizures in Washington, for example, average amount of like $80,000 in cash over the past decade per year, and uh, almost $2 million in in forfeited uh, assets per year. So there's, mm-hmm. still, this, there's still a huge need for the law enforcement to get money from seizures. So I think you're rightly saying to people to be cautious, because there's, there's going to be no way that the, even if at the city level, if cops say we're not going to make a marijuana arrest, they certainly are still going to interact with drug task forces and yeah. still going to bust people. We know the example of California with, with Obama saying we're going to stop all drug seizures on medical marijuana dispensaries. Ha, 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 big joke. They bust people like crazy. 
the governor stands down, sheriff stands down, local police act like they don't know what's going on, right. and they watch the guys coming in with guns blazing. So that's going to continue. Uh, I'd like to make uh, two other points. Uh, number one, when people are talking about dangers of cell phone towers, per se, or other electrical radiation, I know you guys probably had the same experience I had. I go to the airport, and they say, please step into the radiation machine. I say, no, thanks. And the wonderful TSA people say, oh, it's safe. There's no problem. It's not real radiation. It's not like an X-ray machine. And I say, uh, no, thank you. By the way, I give them a tip. They're going to get cancer. And they say the kind of same thing you guys said just a minute ago about the cell towers and saying, oh, you know, anyone can say that. You're a tin hat wearing lunatic or whatever. But the difference is that you can observe these machines. There's no questioning whether or not the machines at the airport are there and the technology that they use. They're right there. The, the information about them is public. So I think it's absolutely sensible to well, feel uncomfortable about about that, whereas – Somebody claiming that every cell phone tower is weaponized, weaponized is a right. ridiculous I, I, claim on its I, face because there are I so many people that. that interact with these towers on a daily basis that there would be some form of evidence of that claim. There's nothing well, like that. Well, okay, I appreciate the claim of weaponized, but what's obvious is radiation is, has an ill effect on human health at any level. Right. Well, and no, uh, this, uh, no. The, there's the always is, radiation. Is I'm, I'm sitting at this microphone. I'm talking in yeah, into. Yeah, right. It's, and it's not beneficial. Just because we're we're not overwhelmed by it doesn't mean it's not not. Well, it, not no beneficial, beneficial is different than having a deleterious effect. And I believe well, that, yeah, of course it is. Well, that, look, we have the issue with what happens if you smoke one cigarette a day for you know 50 years. You're probably not shaving too many minutes off probably your life. Not. On the other hand, you know if you smoke a pack a day, you're going to get more. Same yep. thing with radiation. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. My last point is, I did the study, I called you guys a couple years ago, I did the study on vaccines, I looked at the whole world for 2009 and 2010, there is zero benefit, zero reduction in infant mortality, looking at every single country in the globe, using CIA, World Bank data, uh, based on vaccines. Some countries do uh, more than the United States, only five do for infants, and most do fewer. Of course, poor countries have a lot higher infant mortality. Um, and it, the evidence is quite clear. The more vaccines you get, it doesn't help at all. The wealthier you are, probably have clean water, probably have better access mm-hmm. to food, and the babies live. So the number one cause for infant mortality in the United States is if a baby is born and they like, weigh less than five and a half pounds, their infant mortality rate in the United States is about 50 out of 1,000. And if they weigh more than five pounds, it's about less than two out of 1,000. So uh, again, for your for you guys and your listeners, I encourage people don't vaccinate. No, I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of the whole vaccine thing, Mark. You're not doing the vaccine any. thing, right? With uh, Jackson, Jack hasn't. If Jack wants to get vaccinated, he can do that when he's old enough to decide to. Doctor Jones, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Kind of went from uh, big claims about radiation to vac- vaccinations. Look, with the whole radiation thing. Uh, I don't know about you, but I enjoy living in the technological age, and I'm not interested in shutting down cell phone towers. They're they're awfully convenient. I like having well, the ability to towers, communicate with other human beings. Cell phone towers broadcast on the FM dial, and that's 
Isn't that correct? It's mm, a fre- yeah, frequency it's, modulation. Uh, I think it's probably up in the gigahertz range. I think it's FM. It's nowhere near. My understanding. It may be FM from, modulated, but it's from not. The, from the uh, radio engineer who explained it to yeah. me, who uh, actually married me and that you worked with uh, for a long time. I think it's true saying it's frequency modulation, okay. but it's not within the range of uh, broadcast but FM. But we know what it's like for if people live under FM towers, because most radio stations in this country probably have, at the very least, uh, some kind of building on the property where their FM stick is. And people likely work in that building all day long. So we know what it's like if people are bathed in 100,000 watts of uh, frequency modulated radiation or whatever all day long. And I haven't seen a single study that shows that radio engineers, radio disc jockeys, radio salespeople, or radio general managers, or anybody are more like likely to be cancerous or something. Cancer. I just haven't seen yeah. that study. Once well, that study comes out, then that would make some sense to me. But yeah. at, at this point, the, the whatever studies surround cell phone towers seem to be in conflict. There's all manner of radiation passing through you and uh, being absorbed by you at any given moment in time. The entire electromagnetic spectrum, you're constantly uh, being subjected to it, and it's just how it is. Unless you want to, there's just no way you can avoid it. You can move out of urban areas and maybe have fewer, uh, you know, wavelengths passing through your body at any given time, but. If that's something you want to obsess over, it'll probably drive you insane because there's no way to avoid it. 855-453. You could live in the Stone Age, I guess. No, uh, stones give no stones give off radiation. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. Your wife gives off it's radiation. true. The ground <laughs> has radiation attached to it. 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. Take control. Are you a fan of beer, liberty, and good conversation? Do you support freedom, peace, and voluntary interaction? Are you looking to meet others who think like you? Don't wait for your move to the Free State Project to get started when you can do something about it today. This is Amanda Mill, encouraging you to set up a Liberty on the Rocks network near you to begin connecting and informing libertarian thinkers over drinks. Visit www.libertyontherocks.org. Control of the airwaves here. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online over at freetalklive.com. Lots of features on the site. We give them to you, including news updates. Get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. You go to news.freetalklive.com. You will be able to sign up for our email list there. And in addition to that, follow us on Twitter and or Facebook, whatever your preference. So go to news.freetalklive.com. In fact, I linked over on both the updates list, uh, the email list and Facebook and Twitter today to my interview on Breaking the Set with Abby Martin on RT. I had the pleasure of being on that program on Friday. The archive of the show is now available on YouTube. And if you have been on our, if you've been on our Facebook or Twitter, you've seen the link already. And uh, it was great. I had the chance to talk about cop block and people interacting with the police and what your rights are when you're interacting with the police. What do you have to answer? What don't you have to answer? Those sorts of things. And then uh, I managed to get a plug in for the Free State Project. Sweet. So, yeah, you, you'll know first what's going on with Free Talk Live if you're on the news lists. 
So go to news.freetalklive.com. Of course, it's totally free. Speaking of the Free State Project, your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime, it's to get together with other people who think like you. Now, admittedly, that is my favorite strategy for, uh, for achieving liberty, but I don't think that it's a very effective strategy when there are 20 different let's move to one place kind of projects. And we're seeing more of these sort of Free State Project imitators uh, pop up. There's one for Central Texas. There's another one now apparently for Asheville, North Carolina. Wyoming. Uh, there's been one for Wyoming. There's and a defunct one uh, for Europe. That never really got off. The, not, there, there was the Exodus Project for South Carolina. That, that was the Christian Exodus Project. Mm-hmm. But I just the Christian Exodus has nothing to do with the liberty movement. Those were a bunch of theocrats who wanted to uh, move together and enforce their morality. I made a joke one for American morality. Samoa. Yeah, well, I don't think these other ones are a joke. I think there are people that really like the idea of the Free State Project, but for whatever reason feel like they can't leave the South. Uh, in which case, you know, I wish them the best of luck. The Free State Project has over 1,100 people who are already here as part of the Free State Project. There are over 13,000 people that are signed up to make the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. And I get it. It's cold in New Hampshire at uh, certain times of the year. I understand that. But for me, uh, to be with other like-minded folks who love liberty and to get active is far worth is worth being a little bit chilly uh, here and there. Plus, they make heat, so heat's yeah. nice If you uh, have, to have heat and a garage, I don't – I mean, it's not that big of an effect for you. Yeah, you might have to shovel some snow or pay someone to shovel some snow yeah, for you, you that at stuff around. some point. But, uh, but you yeah. got you know, you to mow, you mow your grass in the winter in Florida. So That's a good point. So uh, anyway, I, it's, just, it's a little bit frustrating to see that happen, but it, it just makes me feel sorry for the people that feel like they can't move here for whatever reason, whether it's a, a loved one who just can't handle the idea of it's a It's inevitable. Move. I mean, it's, the Free State Project's a good idea. People are going to want to imitate yeah. good ideas, and you know, it's, it's just inevitable. I'm, I don't get upset about it anymore because i understand and that's what that's all there is i'm not upset as much as i am just disappointed it's it's sad because for everybody you're that, upset you're talking about it for everybody that could move well i'm not yelling or anything like that for everybody that could make the move if they actually would then we'd have a much better chance at liberty in our lifetime but if everybody stays fractured if people stay uh, split apart then people, how is how is anybody ever going to get the traction necessary some people to don't want to move a certain, a certain amount of distance from family and that's what it comes down to yeah. it didn't bother you you've seen your parents once in the last five years or something like that yep and you know twice i think yeah yeah uh, there was certainly a five-year period in there i think there was probably was a full five-year period where you didn't see your parents at all yeah that's probably and true so um you know for other people they can't do that mm. well why can't their parents come see them i don't get it because they don't care about your little project buddy yeah well i don't really care either about what they think but i just figured i'd let uh i just figured i'd put it out there best of luck to those other movements uh i you know i hope one of them does get traction because thus far they haven't gotten any traction uh the free state wyoming movement there was a guy that came here to Keene to visit new hampshire who had lived in wyoming for seven years as part of free state wyoming and his uh his observation was is in a nutshell that nothing's happening that it's a group of people that have moved to live out in the woods, basically, or live out in guns. You know, wherever, and uh, and you know be separate from other people, and so therefore there's no real movement of which to speak. 
And it's it would be difficult for there to be one because it's Wyoming. So how the hell are you going to get to the state capital if you live four hours away? It's not a convenient uh, kind of uh, it's not a day long sort of a journey or anything like that uh, where you're going to be able to go there and you know testify at some sort back. of state house hearing and then come back. You can do that in New Hampshire. It's no problem. It's basically an hour from anywhere in southern New Hampshire to get to the uh, the state capital. But there are a lot of reasons to choose New Hampshire. Go to freestateproject.org to learn more about the most successful movement, that which has spawned many imitators, freestateproject.org to learn more. Let's go to Dave listening in Humboldt County, California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Dave. Hey, guys. Your program very much appreciated. Thanks, sir. You make free talk and free thought a reality. We do our best. Don't don't do that. I much appreciate it. I suppose it must be curious. I'm calling you from Humboldt County, and my subject is not marijuana. (laughs) That's a shocker. A more pressing issue this particular week, I'm very much concerned. The election, when it became mathematically impossible that Obama was indeed going to win, and all the stations were saying that, if you recall, they switched over and got some of the reaction of some of the right-wing insiders, namely Rove in particular, and no, no, that's not possible. That can't happen. Just hang on a minute. It's about to change. And uh, this ties in with my belief, and I've shared it with you folks before. We are the last country in the world to have electronic voting machines, machines that can and do flip votes. And I've been listening to Clint Curtis, the fellow that was uh, retained to design the uh, programming for it. So you said the last country in the world, meaning that other countries have tried electronic voting and have left the idea? Yes, several. In fact, the last one was Ireland, which had just bought all new ones, and uh, their people, Bev Harris, uh, Tom Friedman, told them, do not try to depend on these things. They're too easily invaded. The votes are easily flipped. Don't depend on them. So they didn't. It was very expensive, but they took them all down and dropped them in the bay and went back to a verifiable well, uh, paper system. Yeah, there's there's this siren song that comes with the idea of electronic voting. I mean, it's easy and convenient. I'd love to be able to do my voting on voting day from my smartphone. Why in the world should I have to go to some rickety fire trap of a building in the town center and, uh, you know, get in a little curtain with a number two pencil and do this stuff like they did, you know, decades and decades ago? But the problem is, is that, that maybe voting itself is statistically insignificant, but the results of voting, the the political office are extraordinarily powerful and valuable things. So somebody's got to write the program, and nobody can be trusted to write the program. We've got two thousand years, you know, we have thousands of years of, uh, of of human history to look at here, and the evidence is is that when given the opportunity to gain power and money for themselves and prestige for themselves, that people will do it. So who are you going to in, until God can uh, give us an electronic voting machine? I'm not going to trust it. Dave, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up what you want. It's a live Saturday edition of the program, and there's still a little bit more to tell you about what's going to happen in Washington State now that they have legalized marijuana. There's some dirty details to this program. 855-450-FREE.
This is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want. Live Saturday edition of the show here, 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And nobody answered the question earlier if, uh, you know, if you're in Washington State or Colorado or if the state in which you live, uh, if they decided to legalize marijuana but still make it illegal to uh, perhaps walk down the street with a joint. It's, it's illegal to smoke it in public still in Washington. So you'd be able to possess the product, but you will not be able to smoke it anywhere outside of your private residence or the residence, uh, private residence of another place uh, or another uh, individual. It uh, has yet to be determined whether or not there will be any sort of bars uh, that I know of that will be allowed to, you know, like any kind of business locations that will allow the use of cannabis that a detail I've yet to see. So the question I'd asked was, who really has a problem with somebody smoking some pot in public? Is the idea that it's going to hurt the children to see someone smoking a marijuana cigarette uh, or a pipe uh, in public? Is that the suggestion there? What's the problem with that? 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. What we're explaining here tonight are some of the dirty details, and uh, the devil is in the details in the case of this uh, Washington legalization movement. And I imagine similar controls are going to be in place in Colorado, but I don't have those details tonight, just the ones about Washington. We'll continue here in moments. Uh, after the Hurricane Sandy, or I guess they're they're calling it a nor'easter Sandy, um, depends, I guess, when it made landfall, it was a nor'easter. There's a lot of people in New Jersey and New York that prepared for this mess that probably got uh, f- made fun of by some of their friends and family for being preppers. Well, now they're not looking so silly. Being prepared for a disaster, whether that disaster is economic or uh, you know the inevitable sort of uh, storm or things like that, these, uh, this is just good sense uh, in my book. And there's a book out there. It's called Strategic Survival, which goes through all the scenarios that uh, might – might befall us and the steps that one needs to take, the items one needs to have, and the practice and preparation that one needs to go through in order to be prepared for those situations. If you think that the television shows on preppers is kind of silly um, and that, uh, you know, that's just sort of one, uh, you know, one way to prepare for all, uh, all situations just doesn't make any sense to you. Strategic survival is going to make sense um, with the knowledge in this in the book that's contained in the book and the other materials that it references. And you can take some simple actions to prepare and you can turn the, your fear and worry into confidence and peace. It's strategic survival.com. All right. So let's continue with some of the details here. 25% tax at the growing level, 25% tax at the processing level, the 25, another 25% tax at the sales level, plus the regular Washington state sales tax on top of all that. That's going to be how much they're going to be taxing this out the gate. And who's to say they won't raise those taxes uh, down the line. But that's not all. It'll also be controlled by the Liquor Control Board in Washington State, and they're going to decide who will be allowed to sell, who will be allowed to grow, how many of those distributors there will be, where they'll be allowed to open. They will, of course, take their sweet time deciding all of these things, and they'll also be in charge of regulating how much THC can be present in the marijuana sold. So what will that end up meaning? Will that end up meaning that they'll make it so all the marijuana that's uh, purchasable legally is really weak? Keck. Uh, I don't know. I, what does that mean? So we'll find out over time. But there's more to this, uh, to these details that you need to know about. One of the worst parts, according to Examiner.com, 
is the driving under the influence of drugs provision, the DUID yes. provision, and the zero tolerance clause for those under the age of 21, despite that people under 20, <clears throat> despite that people under 21 can legally possess medical marijuana. Because remember, Washington State already had a medical marijuana program. Medical marijuana patients and recreational users can now be charged with DUID for being above the designated 5 nanogram per milliliter THC blood content limit, or a zero tolerance for those under 21, which means users will be instantly guilty of a DUID and will have their constitutional right to a fair trial revoked if they refuse a police blood draw. That's right. You've got to trust the cops with a needle now in Washington State. Well, I, the cops are drawing blood all over the place, and it seems ridiculous. Are they? In lots of different locations, cops are, blood, are, are acting that's, as phlebotanists. That, that's news to me. I had heard uh, about, about Utah doing uh, tra- training on some of their highway patrol officers, but I didn't realize it was happening. We've had in people a, call in and talk about getting stabbed by cops. Hmm. That's disturbing. So you'll be instantly guilty of a DUID and will have your constitutional right to a fair trial revoked. Uh, under previous laws, the system required law enforcement to prove impairment in court for a guilty verdict to occur. This blood limit is not supported by any legitimate science either. The U.S. Department of Transportation concluded that, quote, it is not possible to conclude anything about a driver's impairment on the basis of his or her plasma concentrations. Nope. That's a statement from the government's own U.S. Department of Transportation. So this is is possible. This is bunk. And we all know, or I guess we don't all know this, but a a number of people are aware that marijuana can stay resident in one's bloodstream. The remnants of it can be there for weeks. Yeah, for for a month. So what does that mean for a medical patient who may have to uh, drive, who who, who may have to administer his medicine at the location he is at, say at work, for instance, and then has to go home or for whatever reason go somewhere? It's not dangerous for cannabis users to drive. There's plenty of studies that show that. But they have to throw these politicians feel like they have to throw this in. Uh, they, oh, people are so worried about people using pot and driving. We've got to make it so they can't do that. Well, now you've just made it so every single person with a medical cannabis card there in the state of Washington who self-medicates and then gets behind the wheel is going to be uh, in some serious, serious uh, trouble if they get caught. Yeah, this is a bad provision to this law, and it just doesn't make much sense. I mean, you know, the, the federal government and just about anybody knows that the fact that you've got marijuana in your system from two weeks ago or whatever, and, and matter of fact, it can happen months later, depending on how you're putting on and taking off fat. Um, mm. You'd have to put on a lot of, you'd have to smoke a lot of weed in the past and take off a lot of fat for it to, to get above the five nanograms. But um, it doesn't change the fact that it's still possible, and you're not high from it. It's like not at all. It, do, it doesn't make any, you know. I mean, it's just it, it, you're not high. This is it's insane. Not like being drunk. It doesn't – not only does it not make you know scientific sense as far as, uh, for instance, here, government studies from the National Library of Medicine have gone to show that this 5 nanogram amount can be present in your blood days after using marijuana, making an arrest for, completely, for being completely sober while driving a very large possibility. So not only are they going to be arresting medical users who are legitimately you know, med- medicinizing uh, the treating themselves and then driving, they'll also be infringing on people's own privacy 
agency in, in order to get the evidence that they need to convict them of a crime which doesn't actually have a victim and in no way, shape, or form has put anyone in danger. They're going to be invading your bloodstream. You're going to have to give up. You're going to essentially be forced to testify against yourself. So much for that old right to remain silent uh, provision. That's a bunch of nonsense. We found that out previously. But So you'll be forced to testify against yourself by being forced to give blood because if you don't give blood, it's an instant uh, guilty verdict, basically, right. uh, for driving while uh, drugged. Also, it's crazy. Uh, you know, putting unqualified people, you know, turning cops into phlebotanists. I That's mean, is, scary. Is this what we need police doing? My ex I really don't want cops doing this particular thing, and I don't think that that's what they want either. Well, I don't know. I don't know, Mark. I mean, some of them really probably relish the idea of putting a druggie in, in behind bars or whatever. But I, I had a uh, girlfriend at one time who uh, even trained phlebotomists had a tough time finding her veins. Yeah. So you got somebody with a little bit of weight on or hard veins to uh, to un, you know to tap. That's going to be a real mess of a situation yeah, yeah. because even with a trained phlebot- phlebotomist, they would try. They would you know they'd puncture, puncture, puncture. They'd try and try and try, and they would fail, fail, fail. And she would get so frustrated that uh, you know she's being stabbed with a needle here multiple times. Uh, and you you want to get frustrated with a cop doing that? That's not going to wo- uh, work out very well. One eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. So this whole uh, legalization scheme, I'm less than a fan of it. I mean, yeah, it's good that they won't be arresting people for who are on the street who have a certain amount, an ounce or less of marijuana. But on the other hand, there's a huge regulatory scheme here. It's a huge mess. Lots of controls. Scary, scary uh, laws going into effect uh, along with this. It's free talk live. You take control. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. You like your friends. You like Free Talk Live. Like your friends enough to share something you like with them. Help Free Talk Live get into more ears. Podcast listeners are the most important area of growth for Free Talk Live. Please share one episode a week on Facebook. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything that you want. Toll free, 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll free line. Live Saturday edition of the show. Tonight, it's Ian here. And Mark. And we invite you over to our website. If you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, please become a Free Talk Live amplifier. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And what we can do with your five bucks a month is we can invest it into the show, get on more radio stations across the country, and, uh, and spread the ideas of liberty as far and as wide as possible. So if that's valuable to you and you'd like some perks, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only podcast, and more, go to amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Would really appreciate your support. Let's go back to the phones and the fun. We'll talk to Kelly, because uh, ladies come first here in Oregon, listening to KMED. Hey, Kelly. Hi, how are you? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I just think you, I'm, I'm enjoying your discussion, but I think you guys are missing a big point with um, getting pulled over by the police under the influence is that you have to exhibit the behaviors. That's not true. Of perhaps of being under the influence before you are pulled over. That's I mean, not true at all. Don't think, but don't you think your chances of getting pulled over if you're not exhibiting any behaviors of being under the influence are less? 
Oh, sure they are. Then, um, absolutely. Okay. The, your chances, of, if you know, if you're driving fine, uh, the chances uh, are that you won't get pulled over. But you could be speeding. Is is speeding an indication of being drunk or stoned? No, but if you are drunk or stoned, you should be. You should be paying attention to your speed so you don't get pulled over. Ag- agreed. Then, well, generally, uh, for something else. Generally, marijuana uh, consumers are more cautious drivers because they are aware that they've consumed something that, in theory, could impair their driving ability. So it's usually well, not I'm, a problem. I'm there with you. I've been there. I've been yeah. there. I know what you're talking about. Um, but the, <laughs> the thing is, there are plenty of it, so. uh, there are plenty of police that are out there on fishing expeditions. Will pull people over for uh, driving while black, or driving while young, or driving while long haired, and or driving while poor. And then when they pull that person over, then they, you know, might take a note that oh, it smells like marijuana in the car. And so, therefore, that's enough reason to, you know, probable cause to stick a needle in somebody's arm and pull some blood out. Uh, and it's, you know, just because you've smoked marijuana in the car doesn't mean you're a dangerous driver, as you just agreed with. No, yeah, but I just want you to please. Don't forget that point, you know, also in your discussion is that that's also a factor. I'm with you. If somebody's well, uh, weaving and, and uh, driving dangerously, then it makes it makes sense to take somebody like that off the road. But unfortunately, a lot of the people that are going to get picked up for well, this will not be in those circumstances. Having an expired inspection sticker or not having renewed your license plate and all kinds of these things, these aren't exi- um, exhibitions of uh, being drunk or stoned. And police officers pull people over for these things all the time. And if you it's look revenue like generation somebody to some police officers if you look like somebody who may smoke marijuana then this is an opportunity for a needle stick and a blood draw okay but um don't you think personal responsibility of making sure your vehicle is up to speed first you know how many how many days in prison how, how, okay this is a felony that we're talking about here isn't that right oh, this uh, is a, the driving while this is a dui do you think that it's worth the punishment of a dui for not having some little shiny sticker that the government sells for way too much money well i think that everybody knows that that's the reason they can pull you over and if you if you know that going before you drive then you're taking a chance, and that's just the way it is. Kelly, that may be true, so. but there are plenty of people who have uh, lives that uh, they don't really pay attention to all the government regulations that uh, might ostensibly control them, and maybe they'll forget or uh, maybe not fill out the proper form or go and get the inspection within the required uh, window of time. And around here in New Hampshire, the cops will just sit on the side of the road and eyeball people's front window looking for the wrong color of uh, inspection sticker yeah, and the wrong date. I- Right. And they'll and, pull uh, people over all the time for it. And these are not drug, you know, these are not dopers. These are not people who are unconcerned about uh, being harassed. They just got busy and they forgot and or they just didn't get around to it yet. They didn't go get their state inspection and they're punished for it. And now they'll have another reason to punish them in Washington State. A much state. bigger punishment. Yeah. Hey, I, pr- I appreciate where you're coming from, though, and I thank you for the call tonight. Let's go to David listening in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, David, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Hey, man. What's on your mind? Um, I wanted to tell you, I've been disabled my entire life. I have a condition called lymphedema. What is it called? And, and when I smoke pot, I can physically do things that I cannot do. Your condition was called what? Lymphedema. Limp, lymphedema? Lymphedema, T-H. T-H. Okay, gotcha. Lymphedema. Yeah. And what it is is when when you when when your lymph nodes don't flow fast enough, they build up in your legs. Yikes! 
and my legs get bigger and bigger, and they hurt every day. And, and when I get high, I can physically walk and do things that I cannot do. That's amazing. Now, I I don't, my state, I can't get marijuana from my daughter, so you know what I do. But still, when I smoke, it does that. But I've been to every high-end person in my town, and they won't do anything for me. You've been you've and, been to every high end person. Yeah, as far as as you know, daughters, the mayor. Oh, I see. Yeah, the high end people. Oh, yeah. Do they even they, feign compassion for you? No, they don't. Wow, yeah, they don't care. Why would they? they they're care. not going to go to they're not going to go to prison for it. They could at least feign that they care because it might affect their reelection chances. But right. uh, wow, uh, how you in, know in, yeah. politics, inhuman? Politics is so full of sociopaths that they don't have to pretend. I know. Man, that's sick. Exactly. And I believe that marijuana should be legal for anybody who might need it. I'm with you, man. As far as medication goes. And it's sad that there's still a minority of states where it is legal for medicinal purposes. Hopefully we'll see that change. We'll see more states come on board. I'm glad to hear about your story, and I thank you, David, for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. He's not the only one. There are a lot of people with a lot of different conditions out there who have instant or near-instant relief from literally just a few, no more than you know, two or three puffs on a pipe of marijuana. I used to not believe this. I you know, I didn't care. You just I, thought someone wanted to get high. I just used to believe that basically that you know anybody who's getting marijuana to, to uh, as quote unquote medicine just wants to get high and they're covering up um, you know for that. Those people That's do what, exist. There certainly do exist, and probably in some states more than others because some states make it easier for um, them to get the uh, the marijuana than others. But if you believe that, like I used to believe that, you have not examined. The science. Mm-hmm. You hold an opinion based on ignorance, not an opinion based on fact. You have listened to somebody, some stealth, self-styled expert, or you have come up, come to the conclusion on your own, and you have not taken an, a, a few minutes, a half of an hour, to go on the internet and research this topic. So, if you will vote in order to keep somebody from getting marijuana, then you are voting from a position of ignorance. And Mm. that is the endemic problem in this country, is a whole bunch of people who have no business voting, voting for a whole bunch of people who have no business voting. Mm. 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. So, there you have it. I think we've gone over all that uh, we know thus far about the Washington State legalization scheme and i you know it would be something i would have to reluctantly support it's one of those icky you know if i were in washington and having to vote on this particular issue it's one of those icky times when i'd have to hold my nose and vote for this simply because i would hope that it would do less damage in the long run in that you know people that are just on the street level not getting arrested for having marijuana on them would be a huge benefit to mankind and the economy because not taking uh, cannabis users and putting them in cages allows them to stay in their jobs and continue doing productive things because most people who use cannabis are absolutely productive, responsible members of society. So to stop those folks from being put in cages, I fully support that. But on the other hand, you've got these blood testing provisions. You've got all the taxes that are going to go along with it, the state control, the fact that it's still a felony to have an ounce and a half of the stuff. These are less than desirable. You know, 
know, this is the kind of sort of nonsense that tends to perpetuate itself. I think just about anybody can look at liquor and say at this point that, you know what, we really don't need state inspections on liquor. We don't need the state uh, to sell it or to decide who's, uh, which stores can sell it, which ones can't. I mean, it's really interesting. Here in New Hampshire, the state has to actually sell the liquor. There are state-owned it's liquor sick. stores. But you drive right across the border into Maine, and they sell liquor in grocery stores. Mm. Somehow or another, it isn't you know anarchy over there. People aren't stabbing babies with pitchforks and setting cars they're so on drunk. fire because they sell liquor in a, li- in yeah. a, um, in, in a convenience store or a, a grocery store. I mean, it's absolute insanity. But Mark, but the state needs no money. Way to get it changed. Right, the state needs money, and it makes billions and billions of dollars off of it that. It has been decades millions. and decades. It's been since before World War II. I mean, there's nobody here who has uh, bought has, has really lived under prohibition. If you did, you were a child, and you wouldn't have drank, been able to drink anyway. Yeah, that liquor control board is not going to go anywhere anytime soon. But it's one of the more. I think it's a big issue, and people should work on it. We should work to get them abolished and allow the market to handle these distributions. Because if the Liquor Control Board's still around when they finally legalize marijuana, they're going to want control of that, too, because that's just how they are. More coming up, Free Talk Live. I've been told no in many different ways. I give you an order, and you're going to obey it. Who told you to go this way? You can do that, and you have to leave here. You cannot bring signs into the rally. Walk with me. Well, I'm, I'm, no, I'm comfortable me. here, actually. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hey, hey. hey. have a funny way of telling people no. That's the sound of the men working on the chain. Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree. Available now free in HD. See it now at victimlesscrimespree.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want here. Toll free, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is the live Saturday edition of the program, and we can talk about everything that might happen to be on your mind. Coming up, immigration. Uh, Mark, you wanted to touch on that. We can get to that. Also, the armored truck roaming St. Pete neighborhoods with cameras all over the place. We'll explain to you what's going on there. Let's go first, though, to your calls, your thoughts. Fred is listening in Tampa. Fred, you're on Free Talk Live, and I believe you're listening via the TuneIn app on your phone. Go ahead. Yes, sir. I'm in I'm, uh, Tampa, Florida. Um, what I wanted to say is here um, we can buy alcohol at uh, on Sunday, the Blue Law, at 12 p.m. until 12 a.m. All right. But uh, in Miami, they can sell 24-7 all around the clock. Hmm. I mean, it's just crazy how the different laws are from uh, county to county. And also, um, yep. I'm in the chat room, and uh, we were we were wondering um, about Mark and if he could uh, explain a little bit about uh, what happened with the um, details of the, the second-degree felony he's gotten. There's no way to put him down or nothing, but I was really wondering what happened. 
Sure. Um, you know, I can't go into big details. There's something called the Son of Sam Law, and I've been advised by an attorney that it's a bad idea to talk about it on my show. I have talked about it in other locations, places where I don't make money. And so I do make money from Free Talk Live, and it's important to separate those uh, those things there. But, um, you know, I can basically tell you that, uh, you know, it's a second-degree murder situation. And, uh, you know, I was in a hotel room. I didn't know what was going to happen. I thought it was going to be a drug deal. My co-defendant uh, began to uh, attack an individual. I picked. You the, were seventeen. Did you? Yeah, I was seventeen that? years old. I picked the wrong side in a fight, and um, you know I tried to uh, protect my friend um, in in that circumstance. And um, by you telling know, a lie, well, right. physically and telling a lie, ah, okay. and telling a lie to the police certainly did not help my story. I probably initially they charged me. They told me I was going to get probation if I cooperated, and I'll bet you I probably would have gotten probation if I would have cooperated. And I didn't cooperate. I told lies and ended up doing um, almost nine years until I was released by an order of the Florida Supreme Court. Well, I'm glad you're out. And I wanted to say everybody in the chat room is really nice. We're liberty-minded people. And we think really highly of you guys. And we we love your show. Fred, thanks for that. Uh, By the way, folks can go and join you in the chat room at cam.freetalklive.com. so where you can watch the show and check the chat room out as well. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. Was there anything else you wanted to add to the discussion? Thanks for the call, Fred. 855-450-FREE. Right nearby where Fred's from, they're St. Petersburg, Florida, Fox 13 reporting. Coming soon to a St. Petersburg neighborhood near you, an armored truck that you cannot miss and that cannot miss you. At least not with the four cameras mounted behind bullet-resistant glass pointing in all four directions. It's weird. The exterior is wrapped in an industrial design featuring very large eyeballs and the words St. Petersburg Police, all in the department's green and gold colors. This is exactly what I wanted, City Council Member Carl Nurse declared after watching Mayor Jorge's Sotolongo pull up the camera images on an iPad. It's high profile enough, you can put it in a drug location or prostitution location, and it'll discourage the customers from coming. They'll just keep moving. That's what the department has in mind, says Chief Chuck Harmon, as he told a city council committee on Thursday, assuring council members the privacy of law-abiding citizens has been considered. They've thrown it away, but they considered it. Uh, The real positive for me, he says, is the visibility of the thing. This is meant to be a broad, right-in-your-face, don't do what you're doing, said Harmon. We didn't want this thing parked in somebody's front yard thinking that we were shooting into someone's bedroom window. It's really meant to look to the exterior activity going on around buildings, not into buildings. Although they do have cameras that can do that, too. Deployed uh, is another un- excuse me. Deployment is another unresolved detail. After Thursday's display at City Hall, it was to be parked at the intersection of uh, wherever. The chief told council members to email him with any ideas, with the goal of using the truck throughout the city. Council members think the overt presence will be appreciated by most residents. Nurse predicted that I would expect more than ninety percent of them will say, "Well, when can you bring it into my neighborhood?" Retired armored truck was donated to the city in January, after which about $30,000 was spent refurbishing and equipping it. How would you feel if you saw the police with an armored truck armed up, loaded with cameras, cruising around your neighborhood? I would be a little surprised to see it in my neighborhood, but, um, you know, I... I think it's kind of interesting. One thing we know about cameras is, I mean, you know, if, if all you have to do is look over at London. London's got more than a million closed-circuit uh, cameras in the mm-hmm. surrounding vicinity, so we know what they do. And we know 
that they're not they're significantly more expensive and far or at least less effective than streetlights in preventing crime. Now, I'm kind of interested in as far as this. So to me, that the, the cost benefit analysis isn't there. If you want if you want less crime, it seems to me you make brighter streetlights or something and then you'll probably have more. Um, uh, right. Are they going to get thirty thousand dollars worth of uh, pr- crime prevention? Right? And I'm kind of interested that this vehicle is a very obvious and it moves. Yeah. Not so, to mention the gas they're going to have to spend to run this armored tank. Yeah, that's not that's not going to be cheap. Right. So I think that this will probably be more effective in a limited area than just putting up cameras because people just like once the cameras are there they forget about them at Mm -hmm. some point or another all you have to do is watch yourself a few of these uh, reality quote-unquote tv shows that are out there and you realize that people forget cameras are there at some point or another and uh, but you know this thing will be more obvious and so will it diminish crime while it's around i don't know depends on what you call crime but i'll bet you it does diminish crime where it is just a guess. 855-450-FREE. I'm looking at the video here from Fox 13, uh, and this is basically, it looks like an old Brinks truck. That's that kind of an armored truck. So it's yeah. not its not so much like a, a Bearcat. Uh, it's more of like a Brinks truck style armored truck, mm-hmm. and it has, uh, it has a creepy set of eyeballs painted on the side of it with We Are Watching emblazoned above it. Seems creepy to me, and I would not feel good about this. Uh, the more information the government can uh, can catalog about you and your whereabouts and who you are and all that, the more they can use against you if they decide that something you're doing is illegal. I mean, for all for all you know, this will end up being used to uh, determine whether or not your grass is growing too tall for uh, for city code. Well, one thing's for certain is that government uh, programs creep. They once they once they find something, they will extend that thing farther and farther into other areas. So, if you want to take a place that uh, an area of town that is uh, dangerous and put this thing in it, and it diminishes crime in that area, um, is successfully or at least moves. I, what I should say is moves crimes to different locations because this isn't going to you know it's it's only going to diminish crime in that particular area. Um, then you know what they're going to try to do is they're going to try to replicate that, and the fact is, is I I don't know how successful or unsuccessful they're going to be, but at some point or another, this really is just putting up cameras in the city streets, and it's a little reminiscent of 1984 for me. Yeah, it's really creepy. Let's go to Johnson, listening in Keene, New Hampshire, to Liberty 94.3. Hey, Johnson. Hey, so I just you know based on the last topic you guys were talking about with the. Uh the New Hampshire uh, Bureau of Alcohol or whatever. I don't even know what it's called, but I just found it ironic because I was driving out to get myself a bottle of vodka and um, I was pulling up to the store. It was 8.58 and, uh, you know, I'm walking to the door and, of course, the the service with a smile uh, person behind the, the counter runs out, grabs the cigarette butt thing, pulls it inside and locks the door. Uh, because, oh, they close at 9. And I was there just before 9, but, you know, not like a normal business where you could go in and chop around. And, so, wait, you, you know, just barely made it in, or they closed it before you got in? I missed that point. Oh, no, they closed it in my They closed the door in my face. Uh, <laughs> no vodka for you, how, comrade. That's how government gives you service. Yeah. So did you then proceed <laughs> you know, to go I to the nearby grocery that. store and purchase uh, alcohol there instead? Beer instead? Uh, no, I can't because I can't purchase vodka anywhere else. No, no, no. I, uh, did you pur- purchase anything else or do you have to have vodka? 
Oh, I just want, I wanted to get a bottle of vodka. I mean, uh, I, that's what I wanted. I'm I not, see. I'm like, out get drunk tonight. I just wanted to have a bottle of vodka so I could serve guests. Yep, I get where you're coming but, uh, from. And because they have no competition, they're not interested in staying open, not even until their stated times when they're supposed to close. I don't know if you had more to share, but you're welcome to stick with us here. 855 453 Plus, immigration is on the way. Mark, you've got some thoughts you want to share. And, of course, we'll take your thoughts about anything you want. 855-453-FREE-TALK-LIVE. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio, podcast, satellite, webcam, and our live streams. But did you know you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere? Add this number to your phone. 213-493-0308. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Listen Lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 213-493-0308. That's 213-493-0308. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online at freetalklive.com, enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. One of those things is uh, the Bitcoin tip jar. If you've got a few Bitcoins, you want to throw us uh, a Bitcoin or half a Bitcoin or a tenth of a Bitcoin or whatever you want, you can go to the Bitcoin logo in the top right of our website or just go to bitcoin.freetalklive.com to get details on how to do that. Uh, but you need to learn a thing or two about the Bitcoin first, and you can do that at weusecoins.org. It's a handy website, which will give you a, a basic rundown of what the Bitcoin's all about. We mentioned earlier that once you're ready to, to buy some Bitcoins, bitinstant.com can help you with that. Uh, but you also have to, some, have to have some place to put them. And you can have a, a wallet on your computer, but you can also have one online. And blockchain.info can help you with that. And not only do they have an online wallet that you can use for free, but there are a bunch of really neat features that go along with that wallet. As a matter of fact, if you go to bitcoin.freetalklive.com, you can find the weusecoins.com uh, you know, link there or org. It's the same mm-hmm. in both. And uh, you can go right there. And uh, BitInstant is uh, the place to go and buy it. And you can find that link there, too, at bitcoin.freetalklive.com. But blockchain.info is, like you said, the place to get your online encrypted wallet. And with that wallet, you can send and receive – you can send money to – people's email addresses, to your Facebook friends, and even to people's uh, cell phones around the world. Virtually, you know, I think it's pretty much instantly. It's very quickly. Uh, money can be sent and received with no fees. This is the important part. You can't send money around the world without any fees anyplace else. Bitcoin's the only place to do it. That's right. And that's what makes Bitcoin so special. It uh, Also, it gives you complete control over your bank account. Currently, in many countries, and this one too, you don't have control of your bank account. The government controls the banks, and they'll and the, the banks do what the governments mm-hmm. say, whether it's this country or any other. And that's another reason that Bitcoins are going to be so popular. As long as you can secure your computer or use an online secure wallet like blockchain.info, you've got control. So it's Bitcoins, and you go to bitcoin.freetalklive.com for more. All right, 855-450-FREE. You can bring up whatever you want, whether you want to talk about the uh, cannabis issue, armored creepy, armored vehicles with the police having uh, painted eyes on them, loaded up with cameras, driving around your neighborhood. How does that make you feel? Or immigration, Mark. I know you had some comments. So I heard a poll off of CNN. Now, I haven't been able to go research this thing and, and find this exit poll. Um, this is an exit poll from uh, the vote 
that went on in, on Tuesday. I haven't been able to find it, but I believe that this is probably true to some extent, that two out of three people that voted, two out of three people that voted found that immigration reform was an important issue in the deciding of their vote. Okay, that doesn't mean which way they believe. It doesn't mean that. But uh, everybody's talking about Latinos are the Latinos are the new black, and we're bringing them in, and it's very important to uh, to pander to the Latinos, is that what all the politicians are saying? And I think that this is an um, you know I I agree that Republicans can't move forward unless they can get uh, the Latino vote, and frankly, Republicans need to be able to open up to all kinds of ethnicities. They don't have what it takes um, in the area of ethnicities. I'm sorry the uh, the country is getting less white, not more. And when you know the vast majority of the constituency of Republicans is white people, they need to be able to uh, kind of spread out a little bit. I think that one of the real problems moving forward for Republicans is their stance on immigration. Mm-hmm. For they, sure. They they really don't have a good stance on immigration. When you listen to the base, it's like, we need to shut down the borders and stop the Mexicans from coming over here and taking our jobs. They're breaking the law. That's all I need to hear. The law is the law, and I don't care. You're breaking the law. You're a bad person. Yeah, because they've never sped right, or drank underage. You know, they've broken. Of course, uh, you know, obviously there's been lots of bad laws throughout history and mm-hmm. um you know why why do we call people that break those bad laws bad people it seems ridiculous to me so i think that good people disobey bad laws and that i think that if you're going to have a free country then free people need to be able to cross the border of that free country freely otherwise what you don't have is a free country or free people you can't have free you can't have a free country if people can't move in and out of it freely seems like a basic human freedom the ability to move from if, one point to another. If you want to be able to track these people or whatever, um, you know, give them give them green cards so they can come in. So you know, you know what they're you know that way they're not getting government services they shouldn't have. I agree. Government services are a big problem when it comes to immigrants coming to this country. There's no reason that a U.S. citizen should have to pay for somebody who comes into this country's medical care or their kids. So or you want to create schooling. a tracking program? I'm, what what is green card? What are green cards? I I just want to make sure I'm understanding what you're saying. You I'm support a tracking there's a pro- program? There's a program in place already. I'm mm-hmm. not gr- t- talking about growing the size of government. I'm s- what I suggest is the free people be able to cross borders of free countries okay, freely. Good. But I don't so, think that there's anybody out there that's going to go for that. So know, therefore, it's too bad. People are so um, closed-minded on that issue. Absolutely, the truth. Um, but we already have a program in place for you know dealing with that. It's situation. good that your grandparents were allowed to come here without any significant restrictions. Otherwise, you your butt might still be over. And I'm not. I don't mean you, Mark, but you, uh, the the bigoted, perhaps uh, anti-immigration listener. Uh, you know, it's a good thing that your your parents or grandparents didn't have the same hassles to deal with than uh, the current uh, immigrants do. Immig- immigration laws are much more draconian than they were, uh, you know, many decades ago. And absolutely, it's a. If- but people believe that they're the same. A lot of people believe that. No, people uh, don't care. People know they're not the same, and they don't care because they really don't want immigrants here. Hmm. And that's where party's all, over. Shut the doors. Right. My, I'm here. Shut the door. This is what it was yeah. like in Florida, by the way. Um, you know, people would move there and say, "Hey, it's 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 crowded enough. We shouldn't let people move down anymore." Mm. And it's it's really kind of a ludicrous uh, thought process. But uh, you know, if Republicans want to be able to reach Latinos, they really need a new idea when it comes to immigration, because currently they're completely at a standstill, you know, crack down, lock down, and that's all they've got. Um, let's, you know, let's bring the military home and put them on the Worked borders. Worked great with drugs. Yeah. 
as if you're keeping drugs out of this yeah. country. So I, I the just difference, was- though, the difference is there is one point though that needs to be brought up about the crackdown approach. When you're cracking down on drugs, the drugs don't think independently. So they, uh, the drugs are going to come here regardless because the people outside of this country see a money-making opportunity selling drugs to people that live, live here. But if you crack down on human beings, at some point that can have an effect in that if you create enough of a tyrannical police state here in the United States to where it's worse here than it is in, say, well, Guatemala or wherever, then those folks won't come anymore because well, they, it'll be absolute living hell to come here. That's not true. Uh, be, they'll come as long as the money's here to be made. But you've never found a rich police state. That's what that's I'm saying. Well, it's, you're not saying it correctly. And it's important to be clear on this. You can't have a police state because police states are inefficient. Cops don't produce anything, especially cops that are chasing after things like drugs and immigrants. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're talking about being safe in your home, that's one thing. Immigrants have not been been shown, not at all. They are statistically an insignificant variant when it comes to crime inside their age bracket. So if you think that immigrants mean crime, you're wrong. And the American Conservative magazine has an article for you Mm. um, to just make that entirely clear. But Republicans need to – they've got a lot of bad ideas. I'm a Republican. The reason the Republicans lost were bad messaging, bad candidates, bad ideas. The Republicans need new ideas. They could have won is, with Ron Paul. This is – I agree. This is a st- systemic, endemic problem that uh, is that faces conservatives around the world is, is they believe that things the way they were in the past were somehow better, and that doesn't work. 855-450-FREE. Well, what are you asking? For conservatives to change their entire mindset? Ooh, that's a big – that's a tall order. I – what are your thoughts? 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. We're talking about cannabis, legalization, immigration, the police state, whatever you want to talk about as well goes. If you make the call to 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. Join us online over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have there for you. Lots of different uh, stuff is available and it's all free. The Shrine of Female Listeners is there and... We've actually got a new Shrine submission. I haven't put it up yet, but uh, we will at some point here be proud to announce a new member of the Shrine of Female Listeners. You can go to the Shrine at shrine.freetalklive.com and see it there for yourself. If you are a lady listener, you can get details on how to become part of the Shrine, shrine.freetalklive.com. Our uh, phone lines are brought to you by SACL CAI. SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable. If uh, you have a business and accounts receivable you find to be an arduous and vexing task, Sickle CAI can handle it for you. The uh, principals over there, Jason Osborne and his uh, father, are big supporters of liberty and big supporters of Free Talk Live. You can find them at uh, the banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. Sickle CAI. All right. Let's continue and go to your calls, your thoughts. Ladies first, Sally's in Washington listening to KBKW in Aberdeen. Hey, Sally. 
Hi. Hey, what's on your mind? Um, um, immigration. First of all, I'm Sue from the Dakotas, and I'm English, and I'm Norwegian, so I come from immigrant background. Mm-hmm. But I disagree with you. The immigrants that came here and built this country, they didn't receive um, a federal check, housing, food stamps. Mm-hmm. Most of them don't today come. either. Well, many of them do. Not well, they, all. You should they... never say all. But I disagree with you because... I think the reason Governor Romney lost, and I went to, I think I've talked to you before, I went to state for Ron Paul. I'm a Tea Partier. And um, I felt that Mitt Romney should have taken uh, Ron Paul. He might have won the damn election. I agree with you. If Mitt Romney would have taken Ron Paul as his uh, Secretary of Treasury, uh, just promised him the Secretary's job, he would have had the ground game that would have uh, beaten Barack Obama. I I don't think so. But I'd like to... Ian, most this, Ron Paul supporters can't get excited about Mitt Romney. Period. Okay, maybe can you're I, right. Maybe you're can wrong. I make um, another statement. Sure. Well, 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 no, before I, before also, you go on, I want to address what was uh, said previously, and what you pointed out is freebies given out by the government is a welfare problem, not an immigration problem. It is because many of them are coming here for a better life, and I've often said if I mm-hmm. lived in the um, Mexico, I'd try to get over here too because it's a better land of opportunity. But we are the only country, as far as I know, that does not have, take care of our borders. Other countries don't take the next country and all their people into it. They can't. You know, you have too many people on a ship, it'll sink. Now, I'm a gold star mother. I lost my son. And another reason I think that we lost this election is because my son went into the um, military in 99 under Clinton, and he died under... Um, President Obama in Afghanistan by IED, and his ballot was never, ever counted. And I heard again that many of the military ballots were not counted. And if you had gotten those military ballots to Florida, to Maryland, well, I don't know about Maryland, but North Dakota and Virginia, it might have changed some of these election results in North Carolina because they're military places. And I truly believe that the military ballots should be counted first. I mean, you had immigrants that were there this president allowed um, immigration, 1.3, I don't know what the number is, but quite a few before, and they didn't check, they did not check their ID. That was one of the things Where? the poll workers said. IDs were not checked. Where? I can't even go to the library and get take a book out, even though I'm an American citizen and promise to bring it back unless I have a library card. So tell me why um, IDs are racist to have an ID and prove who you are when you have to do it for a library and your vote is more important well, it's than not a racist it's not racism it's uh that people shouldn't be obligated to go and be forced to get a government identification card in order to simply cast a vote which is supposedly a right in this country why not we want the election to be fair I that's think a bunch that a of nonsense the, um, and you and you should know legal. that the election's not people fair voted. from the get-go the, the elections aren't fair they're stacked let her talk I'm sorry. I think the illegals voted and canceled out my vote. I think a what's lot in of it, what's an illegal? An illegal is somebody here who came over the border and did not um, go through the process. I mean, they used why to should anyone have to go and ask some government bureaucrats' permission to come here? Because we're a nation of laws. And it's illegal. <laughs> who who, who obeys the these laws that you're talking about? Laws, let's throw the Constitution out, but I don't wait, believe wait it. Hey, I got they news for you. It's gone. Sally, the Sally, they threw but the Constitution out a long time ago. Now she... 
Let her talk, Mark. Let her filibustering, talk. Sally. Hold on just one second here. Okay, the Constitution isn't in effect. Tell me one of the Bill of Rights that uh, hasn't been violated in the last decade. Maybe number three. Um, the fact is, is that the politicians in this country don't follow the law. The police officers don't enforce the law on themselves. I've never seen a cop pull over another cop and give them a ticket, and we see them speeding all the time. I also saw them make laws, laws up on the spot when I was at the voting uh, voting polling location where polling workers were snatching flyers from people's hands and telling them that it was illegal for them to have them in the voting area. However, I agree you with you, that? Sally, in a, in, a gover- if a, in a government election that which you should have said- a government ID. I which disagree. Which one said that? Oh, I mean, which, which one said that you saw them snatch the flyers from their hands? I had a flyer snatched from my hand. I observed it happen. I recorded it on video as it was happening, and I had other people tell me that they had the same thing happen to them. They were lied to and told that it was illegal to have said flyer in the voting area, and it's all nonsense. They just made it up on the spot to intimidate voters. I don't feel that this was a fair election. I really don't. No, but this had nothing to do with immigrants. This was uh, New Hampshire people. These were just regular folks that live here in New Hampshire. It had nothing to do with immigration. Just the fact is the status quo doesn't want to be threatened, so they were taking flyers from the activists that were out front who were attempting to influence people and uh, and you know get you know win their votes through persuasion. They wanted to take their flyers from them, and that's how they did it. And they were very successful at it. They likely stripped flyers from hundreds of potential voters that particular day, and we only heard about it because a couple of people bothered to tell us that it had happened to it. Now, that was happening to, uh, happening to us at one polling location here in New Hampshire. Who knows what other sort of shenanigans and uh, backroom dealings and other uh, questionable activities were going on at the various other polling locations to which we were not uh, privy to. I do know of an incident. I know that in um, our county, um, um, the Democratic guy who runs the um, ballots took two Democrats into the vault, and he got called on the carpet by the Republican chair. And um, when he went there, he denied it, and he turned to the office girls, and he said, did I go into the vault? And they all said yes, and it, and, and it could have been an incident. So it makes me think of Sander, Sandy Berger. I think that's the guy's name who went to the National Archives and put papers down his pants. How do I know that that Democratic guy didn't allow them to put um, more ballots in in or take ballots out? That was very illegal. Indeed. So let's go back to the issue of immigration. You mentioned border controls. What would you like to see happen? Well, it it needs to be fixed. I I was for the fence. I really was. I believe in in the military they teach ABC, airports, borders, and coastlines. Mm. If we don't, I mean, that's what defines a nation. Well, and, I would um, rather get rid of the idea of a border. nation. I think nations are a terrible idea. I think that uh, nations well, divide I people. I, I think that nations divide people, and they keep them uh, unnecessarily and unnaturally separated from one another. For instance, I live here in New Hampshire, which is a lot closer to, say, Montreal than, uh, let's say, uh, Arizona or Texas or something like that. But yet there's a national border between me and Montreal, but there's not between me and Texas. Why should I have any uh, more affinity for the people that live further away? I don't know, but you know the Tenth Amendment. It's okay to not know. I I do appreciate it. What about the Tenth Amendment? I said you know the Tenth Amendment since you understand the Constitution. You know that the Tenth Amendment gives states rights. If you don't like the state you're in, you can move (laughs) to another state. I like that. 
aspect of it. Yeah. I wish that's how the health care was. How's that 10th Amendment working out uh, from stopping uh, federal encroachment over those uh, states' rights? I know. I know yeah. what you're saying. Thanks, I Sally, know. for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. Right. You know, for all if the we people... Could that... just, I know these laws don't work, and I know they've never worked. I know that people want to get in power and abuse these laws, and the Constitution's been, been folded and spindled and torn and mutilated... But if we could just make it, get the right people in there, it would work. But if we could just make my law, yep. then it My would work. laws will work, because then the politicians and the bureaucrats, they'll act right. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a nice way to sum up her phone call. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. We've got time for you and your thoughts, but you got to call now. 1-855-450-3733, Free Talk Live. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and 2XM channels. FTL has also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain, but enough time for you and your thoughts. If you make the call now, we'll probably get you in here. 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. You don't have to comment on what we've been talking about. Everything from marijuana prohibition to the police state and its intrusive cameras going perhaps uh, down your street in a very near future. Or immigration, whatever you want goes, 855-450-FREE. Or again, anything else that you want to bring up. Uh, don't forget, you can join us online over at freetalklive.com. Hope you enjoy all the features on our website. If you do, maybe you like the fact that uh, we give you a bunch of archives for free, the chat room, the uh, the bulletin board system, all that stuff, even the uh, the classic archives that we just re-released earlier this week from the first few years of the show. The show's been going on now for over a decade and uh, maybe you appreciate all that and you want to help support Free Talk Live, well, I would recommend you become a Free Talk Live amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. That's one of the most effective ways to help Free Talk Live. But maybe you don't have the five bucks a month that it takes to become a Free Talk Live amplifier. One of the things you can do that's easy and costs you zero is to share episodes of Free Talk Live on your Facebook profile or via Twitter or whatever other social networking medium is your preference. Maybe you want to share a full episode or maybe you'd just rather share one of our interviews, like uh, maybe you liked our interview with Vermin Supreme or Carlos Miller from the last week. Grab one of those and send those out there. How about my appearance on Playboy Radio, which we also uh, posted to the the SoundCloud profile. Share any one of those that uh, you think your friends would enjoy and they'd be great ways for Free Talk Live to or for them to get plugged in to Free Talk Live. And each one of our archives and interviews that we have on our SoundCloud page at soundcloud.freetalklive.com, each one of those has a share button conveniently located on each episode. You just click that button and SoundCloud makes it easy to repost whatever it is you want on uh, your Facebook page, plus Edgington Post. It's free. Yeah, exactly. That makes a big difference for us. More people listening, good thing. Uh, So let's go back to the phones and the fun. Ladies first, Hillary is listening in Michigan to XM's Extreme Talk. Hey, Hillary. Hi. Hi. What's um, on your mind? I just, I just happened to call because I was driving home from visiting friends, and I happened to just catch the last two exchanges from a caller about immigration and needing identification to vote, and I just couldn't believe your responses and not, not feeling it necessary to have a, an ID to vote. 
Well, I mean, that's there were two different responses on the show. Mark thinks it is necessary. That's the other I don't guy. Know about necessary, but it seems to me if you're going to participate in the statistically insignificant act of voting um, in a government election, that you probably should have a government ID. But I don't. I've never, uh, as since I've been here in New Hampshire, I've never used ID to vote, and everything's you been will fine. Be next time. No, actually, no, I won't. Okay. Uh, what, what What makes you think I'll be that's giving the law? No, it's not. Okay. You don't even you don't I even know what the law is. I think it would be against the law, but it there has to be some rules. There has to be some some um, some type of some type of accountability. And the the election, it may be, it's definitely you feel like you your vote doesn't count, and maybe it doesn't. But if everybody feels that way. And we put that out there. You're you're doing your country no service. You're doing well, your fellow I think you're right. American I, no service. I I feel the same kind of uh, situation that I I understand that people need to vote, but I also know the math that voting is a statistically insignificant act. You mean at the national level? There are some local races right. that at, are at a national level. Absolutely at a national at level. A national I, I should wait, wait, wait. I, I completely agree. So, at a national but let me ask level, you this: Your Isn't vote it a, is t- is Technically, very insignificant, but... Wait, 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 wait. I wanted to ask you a question. What yes. should I do? Shouldn't I speak my highest truth? When, when math is truth in my world, shouldn't I speak my highest truth, which is to say that, you know, voting is a statistically insignificant act? I guess, yeah, you absolutely, that, and that is your right as an American citizen. That is your I'm right to say what you, what you feel. And I just think that if it's said in a positive light or if they're – because if all you're going to do is throw it out there and be negative, you're only going to get negativity back, which if you if you can present that and say, hey, you know, your vote might not be what you want it to be or what everything it's, you know, cracked up to be, but here's how we could make a change. Oh, voting's a terrible system for making changes. Um, I mean, you know, it's, there's there's not a lot of historical evidence. There's some, but not a lot of historical evidence for voting, especially for politicians being well, right. a way that's, to make a change. That's one of the ways. It's, so, like, there's two different ways it's insignificant, or it can be insignificant. One is just the numbers, like the sheer numbers in a national election. Just it, You're totally insignificant there. But the, even on a local election, they can be insignificant if both of the politicians are scumbags. Right. Then if what the hell does it matter who you vote for? If you're voting between you're, Romney you know and Obama. Matters because I don't know how old you are or whether or not you have children, but I have two children. I work every single day to support my children, and so does my husband, who incidentally had to take a job out of state because our state is the state I live in is such in such a mess yeah, well, that he can't find work. So now we're separated. You think voting is going to make that better? Yeah. I support your family in this time, but and, how and how did voting need, for Romney or Obama I, change that? I need to know that, that when somebody says something, if they're going to say something that's negative or they're going to have a comment about, you need to back it up with something. something, something what was the negativity that you're focusing on here? Pardon? But you keep bringing up negative uh, comments. What is it that you're, uh, to what are you referring your 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 vote is insignificant. If it's a true statement. If, I mean, that's 
Right. Uh, but if you well, let if, me back that up with something. If my kids hear that, then okay. they're going to think that their vote is insignificant. But it is. For everything. Okay. <laughs> so let, 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 let me. Right. That's why I corrected okay. Mark, and I said it. I so mean, me you should say at the national level, Mark. Let me back it up. In New Hampshire, where I live, thirty-three thousand seven hundred and sixty-nine, and that's the number uh, of people v- voted for Barack Obama. If I voted right. for or against him, it wouldn't have made a difference. His total would have still been more than thirty-three thousand. Uh, more than uh, Mitt Romney, so my vote didn't count. I'm sorry that it's frustrating to you, uh, Hillary, and I do appreciate your call. Technically, your vote didn't count, but you know what? You. You but people to have to feel good American about voting. Person. Otherwise, they'll realize it's a big scam. Thanks for the Stay call. Stay and pray if you want to feel good about it. <laughs> 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI no. toll-free line. I, I agree with actually, your point. My, here's my point on presidential elections. Um, the vast majority of people lived in states that the, 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 it, the decision was already made. You weren't in a swing state. In a, if you're in a state that it doesn't matter, vote for a third party. If you actually want to have a choice and you don't want to have two crappy candidates out of there, one of the reasons that we have crappy candidates like Mitt Romney and Barack Obama running on um, either side. I know the Republicans were complaining about Mitt Romney a lot. The reason we have crappy candidates like that is because people won't vote third party. The fact is the vast majority of people in the uh, general elections vote didn't count. So why didn't they just go ahead and vote third party so that we'd have some choices so the Republican Party and the Democrat Party would actually have to compete and put up better candidates? There are a lot of reasons why people vote for the main two parties. Uh, Some people just want to vote for the winner. I just want to feel like they won. I like him. He has nice hair. Just like uh, sports teams. You know how people say, we won? Yeah, we won. You didn't catch that ball. <laughs> you didn't swing that bat. <laughs> right. We're just another example of poor people voting for millionaires. Yay! Right. And even if you had been the swing, let's say, Mark, it was your vote. Like, the state did win by one vote. Like, somebody did win by one vote on the national level. And it was your vote that Which uh, made the difference. In Which has never happened ever. But let's just say it did. Oh, great. Now you're responsible for putting Mitt Romney in office, as though you would vote for Mitt Romney, which hopefully you wouldn't. But uh, Or you're responsible for putting Barack Obama in office. So what's the difference? If Barack Obama or Mitt Romney wins, we all still lose. The government still gets bigger. It gets more oppressive, more uh, you know, restrictive, and more expensive. And I'm sorry. Congrats. I don't want that to be a negative statement. But I don't know how to react when I'm handed two crap sandwiches and told to smile. I don't know what to do with that. Kelvin's on the line, and uh, he's in Colorado. Kelvin, go. Uh, Yeah, I don't have time to uh, do my original topic, but I'd like to mention uh, something about this people being disappointed that Romney didn't get in. And uh, I, of course, was a Ron Paul supporter, and then I switched my vote to Gary Johnson. But at my workplace, there were a lot of bad faces the next day, yep. and uh, I think what what would cause a liberty-minded person to be disappointed that Obama won is just the simple idea of the devil you know versus the devil you don't know. Well, the devil you know, you know <laughs> that, that he's really, really bad, and maybe Romney might be less bad, and so I just can't, you know... Or maybe he'd be worse. Yeah, yeah, he might be, but we know that that Obama is, you know, broken all these promises. He's torturing people. He's doing wars. He's not transparent. Yeah. He's, you know, blah 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 blah. Uh, and I, uh, Romney's rhetoric does sound like pretty warm on. 
Bruce to me. But, you know, what these guys say and what they really do. Uh, sure. I mean, even George Bush said uh, no nation building when he was running for office. So he sounded like uh, he was cool on the whole foreign policy thing. But nope, not when he actually got into office and got into power. So what they say before the election, of course, has no reflection on reality, as people should have learned with Barack Obama. But they didn't. And we're out of time for tonight. We'll see you tomorrow at freetalklive.com. If you didn't get on tonight. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. You likely buy all kinds of things online. Amazon is the largest online retailer. You can get what you need at the same prices with free super saver shipping by going to shop.freetalklive.com. Please do your online shopping at shop.freetalklive.com.